Lord God, thank you for this opportunity to start each morning of this Passion Week together with you, hearing and meditating on your word. Help us never take for granted the ultimate love you've shown us through the sacrificial death of your son so that we may have life. On this early morning, open our hearts and minds to receive the message that Pastor Paul has prepared for us. May we take in your word and reflect on it throughout this day. We pray in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yesterday, uh, we saw Jesus' agonized battle at the Garden of Gethsemane where he overcame the fear of drinking the cup of wrath from God for sinners with a faith and trust into Abba Father. Today we will see his arrest. So we're going to uh, meditate on Mark chapter 14, 43 to 52. Verse 43, just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. Within him was a crowd armed with a sword and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away on the guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The man seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servants of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with a sword and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple court, and you did not arrest me. But the scripture must be fulfilled, that everyone deserted him and fled. A young man, wearing nothing but a linen garment, was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. In this story, we find the three kinds of the disciples of Christ. First kind was the clueless disciples like Peter, John, James, and the rest. They slept pathetically in the most critical moment in spite of the repeated requests of Jesus. According to John's Gospel, Peter was the one who yielded, who wielded the sword and cut an, cut an ear of a servant named Malchus. Peter was just clueless about the messianic mission of Jesus, and he was nothing but full of emotions and reactions in that he later denied Jesus. Second kind of disciple in this story was a conniving Judas Iscariot. Conniving Judas Iscariot. He led the crowd armed with the swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and teachers of the law and elders. In another word, this group of people was sent by Sanhedrin, the one and only ruling council and political entity of Israel at the time. Judas betrayed Jesus in the most despicable way. He used a kiss, the gesture of a close friendship, and respectable a word, rabbi. And verse 44 said, he arranged a signal with them. And because of his dark time, and it was a darkness at the time, Judas pre-arranged the tip, helped the arresting party to do their job with a precision pinpoint. 
Finally, Mark introduced the third kind of disciples as today. That is a coward disciple. Disciple. So we have a clueless disciple, conniving disciple, and a coward disciple in this story. And this coward disciple is the only streaker in the Bible. Yes, have you never imagined that you will find a streaker in the Bible? We do. Some might say, "Hey, Joseph also uh, uh, was uh, Joseph in the Genesis uh, in seven thirty-seven, chapter thirty-seven. He was he also left a home without clothes. Well, actually, he left his uh, outer cloak, so he was not a streaker." Now, this is a unique story that appears only in the Gospel of Mark. If you look at the verse 50, today's episode could end right there. Verse 50 said, Then everyone deserted him, Jesus, and fled. Then why in the world did Mark add this story to the foregone conclusion? The story of a young man streaking seems unnecessary. Jesus was already arrested and taken. The game was over for the disciples. Why did Mark include a weird story at the end? In order to answer this question, we need to uh, ask two pre- answer two, pre- two preliminary questions first. One, who was this young man? And number two, why did he do what he did? First, there was a long debate about identity of this young man. Some thought, this young man was Apostle John. Ambrose and Chrysostom, they thought like, uh, they, that's their, 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 their view. Others said this young man was James, the younger brother of Jesus, later who wrote the letter of uh, 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 the book of James in the New Testament. I follow the oldest Christian tradition and also is a majority as a view that the streaker was none other than John Mark, the writer of the gospel. According to this tradition, uh, Judas left up a place of uh, Jesus' last supper uh, with his disciple in the middle of the dinner, and then came back to the place with the thugs uh, from Sanhedrin. And that idea, uh, is a, this whole uh, 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 scenario is based on John chapter 13. If you look at the John chapter, John chapter 13, verse 27 says, As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had a charge of money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what wasn't needed for the festival, or give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out. It was dark. So Judas left the uh, Last Supper place in the middle and then came back to that place to arrest Jesus. But by then, Jesus already left for the Garden of Gethsemane. And when Judas, Judas and his men realized that Jesus was not there, they pursued Judah, uh, Jesus once again in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, John Mark, actually, John Mark, this uh, place of uh, Passover, according to early church tradition, uh, was uh, hosted 
by by John Mark's family. So John Mark, you know, was woke up because of a, a commotion and realizing what happened, he hurriedly followed them with his slip attire, which was a linen garment. When Judas and the armed gang of Sanhedrin arrested Jesus and took him away, amazing thing is that John Mark kept following the group until someone noticed him and tried to seize him, and there he left his undergarment and fled naked. What do you think? That is the oldest early church's tradition about this streaker was a John Mark. One thing that biblical scholars conquer is that uh, this young man must be from, was from a wealthy family because he wore a linen garment, an expensive clothing at the time. John Mark was a very affluent family. According to Acts chapter 12, 12, his house was where many people gathered and prayed for the safe release of Peter from the prison. So, and also, according to church tradition, it was a John Mark's house that 120 disciples prayed um, since Jesus' ascension to the Pentecost day. Another reason I think that this uh, anonymous young man was Mark is that I don't think John Mark was making fun of someone else's mistake here. More than anyone, Mark knew the pain and shame of a failure and cowardice. He deserted Paul and Barnabas in their first mission trip according to Book of Acts. John Mark would not exploit someone else's failure and shame for his own purpose. People who experience the utter pain of a failure rarely exploited other fallen people. So this is a Mark's own self-debasing, self-humiliating testimony. As most scholars believe that like an artist painting himself in the corner of his canvas, Mark included a cameo of himself in his gospel. It's like a movie director decided to play a small part in his movie. Now, why did Mark keep following? Second question is, why did Mark keep following Jesus even after other disciples fled and it was dangerous? Is it because Mark loved Jesus even though he failed at the end? He failed to love him all the way. Perhaps he thought that Jesus would surprise everyone at the end. But definitely he followed the arresting party in spite of potential danger and harm. Yes, he fail, failed at the end and fled naked. But he followed Jesus as much as he could because he cared about the Lord. Now, the most important question, why did he record his story here? Listen to me carefully. I believe Mark was using his story of a shameful streaking as an exclamation mark on the statement that verse 50 Every disciple deserted Jesus and fled. With that exclamation mark, Mark was exhorting his readers, the Roman Christians, who are facing severe persecution of Nero. 
The things this weird vignette of a Mark moves my heart is that he was exhorting many Christians, fearful and perhaps cowardly behaving like he was once. By the way, the being naked is a very common experience of a Christians are persecuted. They were thrown into the uh, uh, into the gladiatorial arena, uh, naked oftentimes uh, to face the wild animals and being devoured, and and the, so nakedness. This most shameful, most shaming uh, act was a very common experience of a Christians. And Mark was a comforting and caring about Christians struggling with the persecution. Here I see that sometimes our fallen experiences can be more useful than our towering ex- excellence to encourage other people. According to Amos 2.16, on the day of God's judgment, even bravest warriors will flee naked. Amos 2.16 says, even the bravest warrior will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. Perhaps I wonder if Mark was already preparing a ministry for the post-persecution time. Very often there had been a good number of Christians compromised during the persecutions, instead of uh, suffering for Christ to the end. Each time the church rehabbed, rehabilitated, and restored those who repented of their cowardice and compromise. For me, this story is a pointer for us to pray and love MIAs who might and who will return after this pandemic. Because Jesus loved and died for clueless disciples, conniving disciples, coward disciples, we also can love everyone and each other. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for covering all our shame with your naked body on the cross. While we are streaking at night like a John Mark, You stay naked publicly on the cross during the day. Your compassion is greater than all our coward compromises. Truly, it is your faithfulness that gives us hope. When we lose our linen garment and become naked, lead us to the cross where you covered our shame with your naked love. Help us to see your heart for all of us so that we can forgive and strengthen each other with your crucified and risen love. Risen love. In your holy name we pray. Amen.